welcome back to A Novel in Narnia. This is our third podcast from the series Buy It or Ban It, and I am Jasleen. Before we begin, I have to inform you that the guest invited to today's interview is caught up in an emergency, so they will not be able to make it. However, we know you are looking forward to hearing from them, so this series has been extended for another week. For all our new listeners, we conducted a poll at the beginning of the month, and the top four voted novels were the ones we read each week for the month of January. For all our previous listeners, Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, the novel that we will be discussing today, was not a part of the original list. As you know, each week, our guest and I read a novel and later discuss our findings and opinions to conclude whether or not you should buy it or ban it. Before determining whether or not you should buy it or ban it, let me give you a gist of the novel. So, the novel begins with a young boy named Ubu who is being sent to a professor named Odin Igbo's house to work as a houseboy. Odin Igbo is in love with Olana, a gorgeous daughter of a rich Nigerian. Olana, Ugu, and Odin Igbo eventually live together in Nasuka and enjoy the company of some friends every night. Meanwhile, Richard, an Englishman in Nigeria, is in a relationship with Susan, but at a party, he falls in love with Kanini. And Kanini just happens to be Olana's twin sister. Richard eventually moves to Nusuka to write a novel, and there he befriends Olana and Odenigbo. So I need to note that the novel is divided into four parts and alternates between the early 60s and the late 60s. The second part of the novel is about the Nigerian government being overthrown and how the northern Nigerians hold the Igbo people responsible for this. This causes there to be a genocide of Igbos in Nigeria, which eventually turns out to be a full-blown-out war. That was just the gist of the first two parts. I won't go into detail or discuss my favorite parts because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Part 3 picks up from where part 1 ended and part 4 focuses on all that Igwu, Olana, Odenigbo, Kanini, and Richard endure to survive this war. I won't discuss the plot of the last two parts because like I said before, I want you to enjoy it for yourself and this is the climax of the novel. Now that I've given you a brief introduction on this novel, let's break it up and see what score it gets. Once again, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, after the summary slash conversation regarding the novel, the guest and I give the novel a score out of 10 for each category. We explain why we give it that number and then conclude whether you should buy it or ban it. The categories we look at are creativity and authenticity, character development slash exploration, lit devices and writing styles, validity and accuracy, and lastly, theme. For the category of creativity and authenticity, the score I gave was 9 out of 10. The plot of the story is unlike any I've read before, and actually, I don't read a lot of historical fiction, and I would never imagine myself enjoying this genre, but this novel has done miracles. While I enjoyed the history in the novel, the author offered a lot more. The reason I gave it a 9 and not a 10 was because I felt as though the other roles could have been explored a little bit more. The second category was character development and exploration. This category, hands down, gets a 10 out of 10. Every character in the novel matures and learns about the different lessons life has to offer. The emotions of each main character are explored extremely well. In fact, the characters are all portrayed in a very lifelike manner. Each character makes mistakes, deals with the consequences, and the author thoughtfully shows how certain circumstances can change life dramatically having a child, dealing with the loss of a loved one, and she shows how certain people struggle to deal with change while some people can easily adapt to it. Throughout the novel, it can be seen how characters deal with life's ups and downs and how, during the downs, they motivate themselves to push through it. I'll briefly explain the last three since they aren't as big. So for 
Category 3, Lit Devices and Writing Style, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I think she could have used a little bit more literate lit devices. Since there were a lot of emotions in the novel, she could have expanded on this a little bit more, used more metaphors, similes, and more allusions. Category 4 was Validity and Accuracy, which I gave a 10 out of 10. The bits that she talked about in the novel were accurate, and in the novel, there's another novel which is called The World Was Silent When We Died, and all the details that were missing in the actual novel were covered in those segments. The author stated in her author's note that her inspiration for writing this novel was actually because of her family and the stories that they had from war. Lastly, the fifth category, which was themes, there were many themes throughout the novel and all of them were explored extremely well. Most of them had to do with the relationships and the war. Overall, this novel scored 46 out of 50, which is by far the highest score on the series Buy It or Ban It. It's pretty evident that I believe you should buy this novel. And you may have noticed that throughout the explanation I said, I didn't want to explain much. It was solely so you could enjoy this book as much as I did by reading it yourself. The plethora of plot twists and minor details would amuse any reader and would impel you to continue reading. It would surprise even those who don't enjoy history. Overall, Half of a Yellow Sun is a heart-wrenching novel that describes the reality of our world from a new and different perspective. In a few words, definitely one of the best books I've ever read. No wonder why this book is celebrated. Um, and oh, I wanted to mention that there's a movie on it. I haven't watched it yet, but from the snippets I saw, the plot of the story was changed immensely. Personally, I wouldn't make a movie on it since there isn't like one major climax. This novel is filled with twists and turns, but is slightly so slow-paced. Unlike most movies, this plot does not have an evident climax, and if they were to add one, the two stories would no longer be the same. And if you do some research of your own, you can see that the book did much better than the movie, and I really stress that much. Alright folks, once again I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I will be going live on Instagram this Friday to talk a little bit more about Half of a Yellow Sun. If you are interested, be sure to check out our Instagram at a novel in Narnia and see you next week with a new novel in Narnia.